Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hacking HR podcast, the show where we talk about the amazing future of human resources and all things at the intersection of future of work, technology, innovation, organizations, transformation, and people. At Hacking HR, we believe that human resources can become the most important trailblazer, leading people and organizations successfully and effectively into the new reality of work and life. To do that, we must rise to the challenges of our times, shoot for the stars, and achieve our fantastic potential. During this show, we discuss ideas, insights, data, experiences, stories, and anything else that can contribute to helping you become and be a better HR leader and practitioner. Thank you so much for joining us today and enjoy the show. I think, you know, with everything that's happening, you know, since, since pandemic, um, I believe um, HR, you know, like the importance in the organization just became much more clear. So um, HR always, you know, like being a support department, you know, it was always, you know, like HR support the business. But to me, I think, you know, with everything considering um, employee potential and thriving collaboration, um, especially, you know, for the past, um, you know, like six months, uh, I think HR run the business now. HR run the, uh, run the show. And um, are we late? Well, it's never late. But um, to me, uh, for um, HR to run the business, it's very just important to understand the business. Nasli is an authentic, resilient, and passionate global people leader who has worked in different industries as an influencer who thrives on tough challenges and translates visions and strategies into action. With a long-time passion for self-development to grow and thrive, she founded Blink Minds, where she brings her audience the power of positivity, passion, and purpose for moving toward one's dreams. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking Nature podcast. Very happy to be with Nasli today. How are you, Nasli? Good, good. How are you, Enrique? I'm, I'm doing well, thank you. All things considered in this world that has become a little crazier, a little more chaotic, a little more uncertain, you know, this year, 2020, I think, uh, you know, being healthy and being safe, I think it's the most important thing right now. That's correct, yes. Yeah, so very excited to have you with me today, Nasli, to chat about so many things happening in the workplace and perhaps one of the most important transformations that is going on right now. It doesn't have anything to do with business processes or, or you know, um, business models or technology. It has to do with the fact that we have become much more interested in the idea of helping people thrive, flourish, and unlock their potential at work, which I find fascinating. And kind of science counterintuitive that we were not doing this before, but it has become sort of front and center of attention, if you will, in business leaders' conversation, in the business roundtables, and, and whatnot. So, so let me ask you this to, to begin our conversation. How can we help our people? How can we help employees thrive, flourish, and unlock their potential at work? Um, that's a great question, um, Enrique. Um, I think, you know, with everything that's happening, you know, since, since pandemic, um, I believe um, HR, you know, like importance in the organization just became much more clear. 
So um, HR always, you know, like being a support department, you know, it was always, you know, like HR support the business. But to me, I think, you know, with everything considering um, employee potential and thriving collaboration, um, especially, you know, for the past, um, you know, like six months, uh, I think HR run the business now. HR run the, uh, run the show. And um, are we late? Well, it's never late. But um, to me, uh, for um, HR to run the business, it's very just important to understand the business. And um, I think that's the first thing that I will say, you know, before even unlocking the potential of employees. Uh, just from the existing of HR, I think it's very uh, important that um, by running the business, it's also important that HR has a purpose. Um, we always talk about the HR strategy, HR vision, um, but to be honest, I've been in HR for more than, you know, like 10 years now. And having a purpose is a thing that is within you that drives you. You know, it's your fuel. And your mission is how you are taking this fuel and what you are doing about it. So I think what uh, we need to do, you know, just to kind of um, like help employees uh, to unlock their potential and, you know, flourish, uh, we just really make sure that they understand why they're coming to their organization. So what is the, you know, why they get up in the morning and right now they're in front of the computer, you know, like they're struggling between like, you know, different Zoom meetings. So clarity. I think before even we talk about, you know, like uh, succession planning and talent management, okay, you know, I need this talent there, you know, I need to hire, you know, like uh, 10 people in this position. I think HR needs to look at um, and work closely with the business um, as always it should have been and bring the clarity to the organization, to the people. Clarity, purposeful organization, prioritize that capturing and articulating of their purpose, mission, and values, and vision, it's very important to provide employees to uh, just, just motivate them and engage them and flourish them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you said something that I find really, really valuable. We, well, all of it was valuable, but one thing that <laughs> really stood out for me and that is HR, HR purpose, the, the purpose of HR as a, as a business function and in the role that they have in the organization. There was this book written by Salim Ismail from Singularity University taking on ideas from, from SU, but also from Peter Diamandis and many other uh, futurists. And there's something that they call massive transformative purpose. And the massive transformative purpose is basically that energizing long-term vision, purpose, and, and force that keeps you going every day, your, your, your reason to exist, your reason to wake up in the morning and, like you said, turn on that computer. And I think it's, it's interesting to think that we don't have that massive transformative purpose or that purpose at all in HR. We think just about what we do day in and day out, but we don't think about what do we want to be for for our organizations and for our people. So let me ask you this, what do you think could be the ideal massive transformative purpose for HR? What 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 should HR be about? Um well, I I want to say the I, I mean there's three things that HR I think, you know, should really make employees to feel. 
I should be coming to work because work can be uh, meaningful, uh, because work is satisfying, and because work is joyful. And HR for purpose, it really comes with the effectiveness. Yeah. Um, and what it is very important is when you're looking at um, organizations that have a purpose, they can still fail. So it's not about just, you know, like an organization, they have a purpose and they're going to just succeed. Yeah. But it's very important that HR brings the clarity and communication and their purpose, you know, should be really bringing the psychological safety in the organization. And what I mean by psychological safety, I'm not talking about diversity and inclusion departments. You know, because sometimes, you know, they get confused is that, okay, we do run some diversity program and we have, you know, like run through like an inclusiveness, you know, like a workshop. That's not what I mean. It's just really um, looking at um, people's um, ideas and, um, and, and their, their growth mindset, you know, like in the organization. Uh, I think that should be very their purpose. Um, because what, what HR does, I think, you know, most of the time they're like, okay, you know, there's this future HR that I need to catch, right? There's AI that I need to catch. I need to organize, um, you know, all of my recruitment process and talent acquisition process, you know, just to give an example. Well, not necessarily, you know, you need to look at your purpose and you need to look at your values. You need to look at why people should be in your organization. In that case, you don't really put everything in your organization. So I believe that we are just sometimes speeding up so fast and become a robotic, yeah. but we should just really forget that we are human. And um, I've been talking to people that have gone through the video interview, you know, like uh, maybe 80% of the talent acquisition or the recruitment process is being um, automated um, and using AI. But some people, they're really looking for the human touch and, um, and maybe they're very talented. So HR should be really looking the broader, um, you know, perspective of the organization and, um, and really do a great workforce planning. I think that's another key that HR should really, really nail down the workforce planning. Because what is happening, Enrique, is that HR shouldn't really be the, 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 the higher, like, uh, you know, recruitment and termination, you know. It shouldn't be just, you know, like stuck in between these two ideas. I remember when I was, you know, like um, doing my master's, you know, like in HR in New York, um, we were reading this, you know, like a case study. Why do we hate HR or why do we love to, why do we love to hate HR? Um, because, you know, and that's why, you know, probably most of our title is right now has changed, right? The people leader and the people officer. So we need to just really reflect that into organizations because yeah. if we don't do it and we don't bring in our authentic self, um, the first being a human in human resources, then, you know, I don't think, you know, like HR should exist because there's some leaders that are um, running the vision and strategy and putting all the projects in the streamline. And, and you always, you know, like we say, the HR should have, you know, like seated at the table. Um, you know, we didn't say that for nothing, but at the same time, when you're sitting at the table, you should really understand what is in it for them either one employee or hundreds employee. Yeah, I, I, I find interesting the idea that, uh, you know, we, we are meant not just to think about processes and the technology and the system, but about the people. 
and and because the people are the ones that are making the organization happen. Yes, we can have all the technology and we can be very efficient, but you know, if an organization decides to change everybody for a technology tool, yeah, I mean, they're going to be more efficient, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be more creative or more innovative or asking questions to keep them in business going forward. So I, I like that idea of sort of really focusing on people. That, of course, creates another question, which is if you, if as, as a nature function, you truly want to focus on people, help them flourish, help them unlock their potential at work, help them have a meaning in the work that they do. That means that we also have to open up the opportunities for them to talk, to express their ideas, if you will, in a, in a, in a, in, in a fearless way, without fear yeah. of being punished if something doesn't work the way they thought it was going to work, without feeling that their credit will be stolen by somebody who is weak and, and insecure about themselves. So, how, so that, that all goes back to this idea of creating psychological safety in the organization where people can come forward authentically to unlock their potential. So how do you think HR should, what do you think HR should be doing to create that psychologically safe place to work at? Yeah, uh, first of all, I think um, HR should be aware of this, right? The awareness. You know, I think um, not every organization, you know, HR department is aware of the purpose. You know, they're more like, you know, as I mentioned, they're looking for more like a vision and strategy. But uh, I would love to get to, you know, like some research for 2020, but in 2017, in Gallup, you know, like a pool uh, a survey, identified that three out of 10 employees feel that they're not safe in the organization. They're not really feel um, safe to express their feelings, right? Fearless organization, going to that. And, and after the research, if we can just move that three to only six out of 10, the productivity, actually the, even um, the uh, retention rate will go up and turnovers will decrease 27% and productivity will go up to 12%. Yeah. So, when you look at the metrics and be aware of your purpose, and it is so important that you communicate. I think what I think, what I can think of um, the top maybe four things that HR could add value to your organization and employee. One is, as I mentioned, clarity. The second is connection. You know, I shouldn't really reach out to my HR person when my paycheck is not deposited. Or, you know, what I just, you know, like try to get into the training, you know, always happens like, okay, I, 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 I receive an invitation and I need to go to that training, but I have another important meeting. Oh, I need to reach out my HR person so that I don't get like bad credit for not yeah. going to that training. That shouldn't be the case to reach out to HR. Um, I think even uh, psychological safety and leaders, you know, like because HR leaders and the other senior leaders and executives also need to understand um, their employees' um, interests. You know, it's going to be so um, easy, but they should just call them by their name. They should understand their hobby. They should understand, they should have a conversation to communicate and connect, which actually pandemic just really helped us to do. Yeah for the past six months. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, 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 I want to follow up with something that you said about connection, but please, please go ahead. Yes, I think the third one is accountability. Because purposeful organizations set clear objectives and hold each other accountable and support team members in towards success, you know, both individually and organizationally. Uh, but we all understand that, you know, like knowing what to do isn't always enough to ensure that we will do. So if you want to do, if you want to just make people accountable, then that means collaboration, that means empowerment, that means psychological safety, because I want to be in that room when my manager's manager is in that room to tell them that, hey, guys, we are making a mistake. We're not going to be launching this program on time because of X, Y, Z, and it's going to be welcomed. It's going to be inclusive um, environment that they bring into organization. Um, and then I will say like values and engagement. Um, since I've been in HR, you know, sometimes I question myself if I know the organization's value <laughs> or the organization is actually applying those values. So when you are recruiting someone, I always tell the candidate because I do have an experience, you know, like throughout employee life cycle. And I always just think about that we are just actually taking those candidates or potential candidates from their family and we're bringing to our family. Yeah. Oh, that is so important. Yeah. That is so important. And, uh, and we should just really be uh, caring about their, um, their feeling and their productivity. And we all know about the, um, you know, engagement and onboarding and orientation. So I don't think, you know, HR should really focus on, you know, like AI or robotic, you know, like a process automation um, right now. Maybe some organizations, they're a little bit advanced, which makes totally sense. But overall, HR's purpose, you know, should really focus on the, you know, like a connection. I think we sometimes skip, skip the, you know, like um, ABC, you know, like very simple way of doing things. And we just make our job complicated yeah. by, by preparing all these presentations, you know, like a 20, 30 pages and try to convince the business. But I think from my experience, you can actually have a one slide or not even have a slide if you know the business and you can still convince them. You can yeah. just bring the talent. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, you know, there's a, go, going back to the idea of where HR is focusing their work, I, I do agree with you that we made everything much more complicated than it needed, it really needed to be. And, one thing that we lost as we were doing that is that we started focusing on the complexity and the processes and the technology and the systems and the policy, and we forgot to be human. We forgot to do human work. And, and part of that human work is building and creating opportunities for people to connect within the organization. And actually, a lot of the people that I have interviewed recently for the podcast, they all agree that part of the future of, of HR is around building those connections, building relationships at, at work. Now, of course, to do this, you need to have some level of capabilities and skills to do it effectively. What do you think HR needs to do? What skills or capabilities do we need to embrace in order to be able to create this sense of clarity, connection, accountability, and more uh, of a family kind of like looking like organization? What, what skills are we missing uh, that we need to embrace 
to be able to do this? Yes. Uh, first of all, I think every HR professional in the organization that they work at, they should really believe in organizational purpose yeah. and their value. So believe in what work you do in the organization that you work at. Um, and the second thing is really, I want to say authentic self, because I'm a big believer in the authenticity, authentic leadership. Mm-hmm. And if you are self-aware of your, um, your, your willingness to, you know, like help people or you're self-aware of, you know, like um, environment, then you're already connected. Yeah. You know, you don't have, it's not a rocket science, you know, it's, you're already connected. Um, and then the third thing is really, um, I think, empowerment. Yeah. But I'm going to underline empowerment, uh, Enrique. I would like, you know, like HR professional to define empowerment first mm. in the organization. Collaboration. Define it. See if HR, within the HR department, it's in an alignment first. What does empowerment mean? What does collaboration mean? Before even you implement any kind of training, any kind of values that will just really empower people. Because then it just looks funny, you know? Because sometimes we gotta look at our own department and say, are we empowering ourselves? Are we collaborating? And that's being authentic. That's being realistic. And, um, and then, you know, maybe, um, I don't know, 10 years from now or even like shorter, then we can think about how we can use AI to empower people, right? Or how we can use AI and create a, you know, like maybe module that exactly controls the empowerment. Yeah. But we are not there yet. And, um, and just, I think those are the, you know, like very key things that HR should be doing. It. Um, I, I, I enjoy that you are mentioning the fact that we, we need to do for ourselves in HR what we are pretending to do for others in the organization. Like, for example, you talked Absolutely. about empowerment. And it's funny because <laughs> I guess like yourself, you know, we, we worked in several workplaces and you see HR people, HR leaders telling others what to do, but we don't do it ourselves. We don't yeah. do what we tell others to do. We don't do it ourselves. So other people notice and then it becomes a very, there's, there's a, lot, a lot of lack of authenticity, if you will, when we think about what we're trying others to do versus what we are doing. So I, I really value that you bring that to the table and you're telling people, hey, you, you know, if you, if you want to empower people, you got to first define it and do it yourself. You got to empower your own HR practitioners, your own HR professionals. Otherwise, how is anybody else going to believe that what you're saying is true if you don't practice it yourself. Yes, I absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, like some, sometimes I, I believe in, uh, I believe that success is not, you know, where you are is why and how you do your job, you know? So uh, the title doesn't really matter, but yeah. it's just how, you know, like how you bring your strength and passion to the work and have an impact. Yeah. Um, and that's why, you know, it's very um, easy formula. You know, sometimes we make things, you know, complicated, as you said, it's just, you know, like it's, and some, you know, like one of my professor, you know, I remember, um, and still today, I keep that in mind. It's just very great advice. And what um, he said, if you're talking to business, just, or if you're preparing a presentation, think about like a four or five years old kid. If they understand your presentation, go for it. If, you, if they don't, then make it simple. 
Yeah. And another thing, I think the last thing I would like, I would like to say, simplify. Sometimes you see a portal, you see an HR um, um, page, but it doesn't stick. Nobody's in there. They're still calling you. How do I onboard employee? Well, it's in the website. We actually created, um, we reimagined HR and we created this, this whole uh, beautiful page, but it doesn't stick. Why? Because of everything that I have mentioned, but it starts with, you know, like the trusted environment, because if you're authentic and if you are just part of the family and you don't need to tell people to live the values, they're already living the values. Yeah. And then, and they're not going to be, they're not going to be really off when you do like a restructuring or, you know, like if you do like a termination, because that, that includes, you know, like um, as a life journey, you know, uh, but HR is not all about you know, hiring and firing, you know, yeah. it's not, it shouldn't be. It has more value that, you know, we should just really bring it to ourselves as HR professional all together. And I think you are doing an, you are doing an awesome job to bring everybody, you know, Enrique, I need to give you, give you credit, you know, um, I, I could, I can feel your passion and, you know, your purpose, you know, like in bringing all of us together. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. I, I, I really appreciate it. And, and your insights are what keep this community going. Because, well, you know, we bring people from different backgrounds, different experiences, different places, different regions, uh, you know, different levels of expertise. And we bring them all together because at the end of the day, if we, you, I'm going to go back to what you said before, which I, it's the purpose of my life is bringing people together, is building relationships. And I believe in that because, you know, we are all, you know, all of us are on this together. So we either survive and thrive, all of us together, or we all perish together. And that's something yeah. that uh, it's taking a long time for, for business leaders, for uh, organizations, and of course for HR to understand. But I think more, there's, there's, I feel there's a revolution out there of love, of understanding, of tolerance, of bringing people together. Yes, there's many crazy knots out there that still do the wrong thing but i think the majority of the world wants something different and and i think this this transformation uh is unstoppable so 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 nasli as as we wrap up this conversation and you know and, and i reflect about what what you have talked about the ideal hr and the capabilities that we need if there was one thing that you would want hr leaders to start doing right now right after this, this podcast, they, they, they close the podcast and they start doing that one thing. What would it be? Um, well, that's a great question. So I think what I would, well, I will, I will just ask them to do what I just mentioned. I think I will just, um, sometimes I joke with, you know, like HR department, HR professionals, you know, like saying that I think we should just lock down HR department, you know, for a week. <laughs> <laughs> and just work on what we are doing, what we are not doing, or what we are, you know, like communicating and what is our purpose. So I think my first thing today, what they should be looking, is looking at HR department's purpose and how it's aligned with organizational purpose. And if it's not there, start building it. Because that's the only way you're going to keep people and retain people from long time. Yeah. And that's exactly what I would... Um, I would recommend them doing it. Absolutely. And my very last question to you is, 
what are you the most excited and the most concerned about the future? Um, so I'm so excited about the future generation, you know, like, um, like, for example, my son is seven, right? So, so we're talking about you, I'm just gonna make it very simple. So the other day, you know, we were just running a bike, and then, you know, he was gonna fall. And he just, you know, like showed out and he's like, Hey, mom, you know, even if I fall, that's how you learn things, right? It's, it's okay. You know, I can fail. So I think the new generation, I'm very hopeful because they are going to be coming into a growth mindset, yeah. um, especially the organization that support that. You know, yeah. I talk about the seven years old, you know, right now, but they're the one that who actually knows technology. Yeah. Believe me, they do. And it's going to go so fast that organizations and some organizations are going to be ready and maybe some don't. But if they keep this growth mindset and, you know, human connection and this new generation that is coming is very, very um, inspirational, very creative, um, very free, you yeah. know, and definitely free. Like they should just really feel free to just really express their feelings. Um, and so that's exactly what my, I'm, I'm very excited about. My concern, my concern is, um, my concern is that we shouldn't really just wait for um, crisis or economic breakdown or pandemic to actually realize things that we are human. Yeah. I, I think that's just my, you know, like um, very, you know, I think concern, right? Because yeah. I, I, I like always experimentation. You know, I like to fail and learn, fail and learn. So my concern is that how many of us learned being a human and being a connected globally and understand different cultures and different concerns, you know, that we understand that we are all actually human at the end of the day and we're all connected. Um, so that is the percentage, you know, like I kind of, you know, like worry about that, you know, like how much is the percentage that we are gonna, we're gonna see that awareness, self-awareness is gonna be coming on. Um, and that's my concern, but we will see, we will Absolutely. see. Yes, and HR is actually, as I, as I mentioned, HR runs the business now. Yeah. HR yeah. runs the business. It's all about people. It's all about people. So, Nasli, thank you so much for being with me in this great conversation. I appreciate you sharing your insights, your ideal HR, and of course, your recommendations with all of us. So thank you so much. Thank you very much, Enrique. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next Hacking HR podcast. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.